Modern. 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 We're prepping for a voyage. Modern. The force of an old-fashioned equals whiskey mass times bitters acceleration. Why don't you make that a double? Modern Bar Cart. What's shaking, cocktail fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Bar Cart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Modern Bar Cart CEO, Eric Koslick. This is one of our Bar Cart Foundations episodes where we take a deep dive into a special topic in mixology that will help you really take your home bartending game to the next level and hopefully have a bit of fun in the process. I just wanted to put a quick plug in here for new listeners. If you head over to the podcast page at modernbarcart.com forward slash podcast, you can super easily filter our episodes with the click of a button. So if perchance you wanted to check out all of the Barcart Foundations episodes in one fell swoop, you could do that, which is great for a couple reasons. Number one, you'll know exactly which episodes to download if you've got a long car ride or a plane trip coming up. I've had people tell me that my voice is really soothing when their plane experiences sudden turbulence. And secondly, you'll have all those show notes pages right there at your fingertips. That means you can review some of the more technical details that we cover in the episodes, which is helpful when you decide to undertake a DIY project on your own, like the kind we cover in this episode. I do have one major announcement before we jump in, and this is something we've been really hyped about for a while over at Modern Bar Cart HQ here in Washington, DC. We are thrilled to announce the launch of the Essential Tasting Journal for Spirits and Cocktails, which is a tool designed to do two things amazingly well, help you improve your tasting skills and provide a structured central repository for all your spirits and cocktail notes. In the next few days, we'll be officially launching a Kickstarter campaign where you can pre-order the product. But here's the beauty. It's already coming. Kickstarter notwithstanding, the order has been placed. The notebooks are scheduled to arrive in less than a month. But we're trying to spread the word to the Kickstarter community and give you, our amazing podcast listeners, an opportunity to get some special perks and gifts for showing your support. Over on the Kickstarter page, we'll have a full video rundown of all the features included in this tasting journal, but the highlights include over 30 pages of educational material to help you understand the anatomy of flavor and learn how to conduct a proper tasting. A custom flavor wheel designed to take you from a generic tasting note to a precise one, building your flavor lexicon as you go, a logbook style approach to note taking, which saves you time while allowing you to record more and better structured information than a blank page, and finally, a fillable glossary that makes for quick and easy referencing in the future. I haven't come across any products out there that serve as both an educational tool and a knowledge repository, so it's not an understatement when I say that I'm absolutely pumped to have this available to you before the holidays. You'll be able to review wireframes, sample tasting notes, pages, and other tools like our flavor wheel over on the Kickstarter page when it launches. And we're going to link to that in the show notes and blast it out via social media. So no worries, you'll hear. And you can also check out those things over at CocktailTastingJournal.com. We just honestly could not pass up that juicy domain name. So that's where this project is going to live in addition to, of course, the e-commerce page at ModernBarCart.com. 
Here's the important part though. For the normal non-sale price of the journal, a base pre-order donation of just 20 bucks, we'll send you a personally signed and inscribed copy of the Essential Tasting Journal for Spirits and Cocktails. And if you're getting this as a gift for somebody, we're happy to customize that inscription for you. Greater contributions obviously unlock other cool gifts and incentives, which you'll be able to review over on the Kickstarter page. But the bottom line is this, we're giving podcast listeners and Kickstarter fans the opportunity to get a signed first edition copy for no extra charge, which is a pretty sweet deal. We'll keep feeding you updates on the Essential Tasting Journal as we launch that product, but you know what? After all that excitement, I think it's time for you to kick back and make yourself a drink. This week's featured cocktail is a classic drink called the Martinez. And the reason I selected the Martinez for this episode is because it's a drink that's robust enough, smooth and sweet enough without going overboard to handle a riff using a fat washed spirit. In other words, it's a fertile opportunity for fat washing. And that, as you've gleaned from the title, is the topic of this episode. To make a Martinez, you'll need an ounce and a half of Old Tom Gin, which is a barrel-aged style, an ounce and a half of Sweet Vermouth, one bar spoon of Maraschino liqueur, several dashes of aromatic bitters. We like to use our embitterment aromatic bitters. And this is a stirred drink. So you combine all those ingredients in a mixing glass with ice, stir them up, and then strain into a coupe or other stemmed cocktail glass and garnish with an orange twist. Old Tom Gin isn't something everybody has just kicking around the liquor cabinet, nor is it a product that every corner liquor store is going to carry. So definitely go about sourcing that ingredient with care. It's a really exciting gin category that's definitely been getting a lot more attention of late. And for more thoughts on that, you can check out my interview with David T. Smith, author of The Gin Dictionary in episode 60. And now that you've got your cocktail project all lined up with the Martinez, let's jump right in and start looking at the art and science of fat-washed spirits and cocktails. The first question we have to answer here is obviously, what is fat-washing and why might you want to do something like this to a perfectly good spirit? Whenever I have to understand or explain something technical like this, the first thing I do is grab my copy of Dave Arnold's book, Liquid Intelligence, which is absolutely the definitive text when it comes to tinkering and modifying your spirits or cocktails and understanding the tools and chemical forces you need to manipulate to execute these culinary moves correctly. I absolutely recommend picking up a copy of this book if you're starting to play with more advanced cocktail techniques, but here's what Dave has to say on the subject of washing. The concept of washing liquids takes a little getting used to. You wash clothes to remove dirt. You wash ingredients to remove flavors. You can use washing in your cocktail ventures in two different ways. You can booze wash by adding a detergent, usually milk, gelatin, hydrocolloids, or eggs, to bind with unwanted compounds in the liquor so that you can remove them. You can also fat wash to wring good flavors out of a fat and into a liquor, and then use that liquor to make something delicious. In the first example, you're washing a liquor. In the second, you're washing a fat. End quote. 
There's two things I want to point out about this quote. First, it kind of hints that fat washing is just the tip of the iceberg. There's also egg washing, milk washing, and several other very technical types of booze washes. The second and very crucial point here is that fat washing takes flavor out of fat and deposits it into booze, while pretty much all these other practices he's mentioning are nuanced ways of surgically removing certain undesirable flavor components from spirits. The example that Dave Arnold uses to exemplify this is how he was once tasked with making a boozy take on the Arnold Palmer, but the tannins in black tea made his creations a bit unpalatable. So he used a spirit washing technique to target that undesirable characteristic and remove it while retaining all the positive attributes of the Arnold Palmer. So while fat washing isn't technically a misnomer, it's definitely a process that involves putting something into a spirit rather than taking something out. If there's one thing you take away from this episode, it should be that. Returning to the question of why someone might want to infuse or impart some fatty flavor into a spirit, well, there are a couple possible answers to that. One might be that you have a specific cocktail in mind where you're looking to add some savory notes, but you're not a huge fan of actively using something like dairy or egg or fat in the cocktail itself. There's a lot of textural reasons why you might just not want to do that. Another reason to fat wash a spirit might be that you've got your hands on a rougher bottom shelf bottle of spirits and you'd like to dress it up in a costume, essentially. Add some personality where there is a vacuum of personality. I'm always in favor of having a whole range of spirit qualities at your disposal and the opportunity to fat wash your bottom shelf bourbon on a whim is definitely a part of that. Maybe you wouldn't want to do it with that nice bonded single barrel bottle that your brother got you for your birthday, but if your spirit comes in a handle, then I say there's no need to hesitate. Now let's move on to discuss the tools and ingredients you'll need if you want to try a fat washing experiment. First, you need your spirit. As I mentioned, it should be something slightly uninspiring that you're not afraid to potentially ruin. And you should have at least one use case in mind for cocktail making when you've got the finished product. That way, you've got time to run to the store if you realize you'll need other ingredients. Once you've got your spirit, you need your fat, of course. Here, quality is absolutely critical. As Dave Arnold points out in his book, not all fats are created equal. Butter that's been sitting out in your fridge isn't as good as fresh butter, and scorched burned bacon fat isn't nearly as good as properly rendered bacon fat. Similarly, light olive oil from Costco probably isn't as good as that extra virgin stuff, sustainably sourced, you can get from that specialty olive oil store where they know what they're talking about. A little is going to go a long way here, so the moral of the story is get good fat. Once you've got those two components, you'll need your other equipment. For a traditional fat washing using fat that's gonna solidify when it's exposed to cold temperatures, you'll just need a clean wide mouth glass container that will fit your spirit and the amount of fat you intend to add to it. Lastly, you're gonna want some straining technology. A coffee filter is necessary and having something rougher like a cheesecloth is also a plus in certain situations. 
To go along with this podcast episode, I created a bit of a case study for us to use so that we can walk you through this process step by step. Pictures and video will be available over on the show notes page for this episode at modernbarcart.com forward slash podcast. For my fat washing experiment, the bottle I selected was a fine $13 bottle of ancient age bourbon, which is just fine on its own, but really nothing special. Totally a fat washable bottle. For my fat, I grabbed a pound of nice thick cut hickory smoked bacon and I cooked that up in a pan being extremely careful to avoid burning said bacon. When I was done, I measured how much rendered bacon fat I had and it came out to about 90 mLs, which is in the neighborhood of three ounces. This included some particulate matter, right? It's a little bacon bits. And that's totally fine. Some of the flavor you're trying to infuse from bacon comes from those tasty little bits, which are inevitably just gonna be filtered out in the end, so it's totally fine. I took a nice two liter wide mouth mason jar, poured in the bourbon, added the bacon fat, and gave it a good shake. After leaving it on the counter for an hour and agitating the mixture a couple times, I moved that to the fridge overnight some people recommend moving your fat wash solution to the freezer, but I only see this as necessary if you're in a hurry or if you've got a fat that takes a little coaxing to solidify. When you return to your jar after an evening has passed or after a couple hours, you should see a puck of fat covering the top of the liquid. If you don't see this after a significant period of time, you should consult an expert or discard your project, but Literally, I've never had any problem with this. It's never been an issue. The fat has always just risen to the top and coagulated into a nice, easy-to-work-with puck. The next step is to remove that from the jar using a spoon or something of that nature to kind of bust it up just small enough that you can get it out, but not so small that you pulverize it into a bunch of hard-to-work-with little pieces that are then bobbing around in your solution. Then... All you have to do is pour the liquid through a coffee filter. The cone filters that I attempted to use in the video were a bit of a fail due to their limited size and shape, so I had to go back to the drawing board and strain through cheesecloth a few times, but that worked like a charm. The result is a spirit that's got a bit of haziness from the proteins and flavor components you've washed out of the fat, but there shouldn't be any, again, large chunks floating around. If this is the case you haven't strained thoroughly enough. Once you're all strained, you should be fine to return your fat-washed spirit to its original container. Again, head over to modernbarcart.com forward slash podcast to check out some photos and videos to accompany these steps. And now that we've got the process down, let's look at some of the best fats to use in your at-home fat-washing project. Starting in the world of animal fats, bacon is an obvious one. Who doesn't love bacon? Most of the time, bacon fat just ends up getting thrown out. So bacon washing your spirit is a win-win. You get some flavor into your spirit and you avoid waste. I'd classify bacon as one of the stronger tasting fats and it should almost always be paired, in my opinion, with something aged. A whiskey, a brandy, or in certain cases, maybe a rum. The goal here is to complement those lovely vanilla and spice notes that the barrel imparts to the aged spirits. Quickly returning to my bacon-washed 
ancient age for a moment, I was actually surprised at how effectively the bacon flavor was infused into the alcohol. So much so, in fact, that it was almost overpowering and too salty when I tasted the spirit neat. This is definitely a situation where you want to dilute and chill your spirit before sipping, so put it over ice, or find a cocktail with a bit of sweetness to balance things out. When I tried it later in a Manhattan using Cokey Vermouth di Torino and Embitterment Orange Bitters, balance was restored to the cocktail universe and the bacon gods were pleased. But keep in mind that bacon isn't your only animal-driven option. You can also use rendered fat from pretty much any tasty animal like pork fat, duck fat, really any fat you can think of. Staying in the animal category, we've got butter. There are all kinds of butters out there, each with a more or less robust flavor profile. So the brand or style you choose is going to have a big impact on the final outcome of your butter-washed spirit, perhaps more so than with bacon. I'd recommend pairing butter with something light, like a heavily weeded bourbon or a vodka. The use case you have in mind here is also going to be important. So before you do a butter wash, think about your concept first that's going to help guide your ideal spirit pairing. Your other option is to simply use the butter as a canvas for another flavor, like creating a pecan brown butter or infusing your butter with clove, nutmeg, vanilla, or any other number of warm spices. Moving into the plant realm, you've got coconut oil. This is an appealing choice for pretty much anything to which you'd like to add that quintessential tropical note. One detail I'll mention is that you'll want to make sure that your coconut oil is warm enough to be in its liquid state when you add it to your spirit, because below 76 degrees or so, it remains solid. However, it should solidify nicely in the fridge once you're at that step, so no need to worry about that. One other common fat washing ingredient is olive oil, but this particular ingredient poses a problem. Separating it from your spirit is tricky. Dave Arnold recommends using something called a separatory funnel, which allows liquids of different weights to separate effectively due to its steep conical shape. If you want to go this route, I'd recommend getting one with a 1000 ml or one liter capacity, which is going to run you about 40 to $60 on Amazon. Great if you're a bar manager who wants to start scaling this at your establishment, but maybe not so great if you're just a home enthusiast looking for a quick cost-effective project. One last plant fat I'll mention is peanut butter, and it comes with a potentially fatal flaw, namely that it's hard to separate from your spirit without a centrifuge. It's doable if you follow the normal fat washing procedure, then pass it through several increasingly fine meshes and filters, but the result is unfortunately a pretty significant loss rate on your spirit. One possible solution to this would be to go to one of those natural food stores that actually allows you to grind your own peanut butter and then use the peanut oil that collects on the top of that fresh ground peanut butter as your fat washing element. The flavor might not be as robust, but for certain cocktails, just that hint of peanut might be all you need. This might, again, be a situation where you need that separatory funnel. I'm not quite sure about the congealing effects of peanut oil, but at least you don't have to worry about all the peanut glop if you just kind of skim the peanut oil off the top. 
So now that you're well versed in the process and the ingredients, there's really nothing that should stop you from tackling your very own fat washing project at home. But in case you're still at a loss for some good use cases, here's a couple noteworthy ones that stuck out in my mind. I once collaborated with a bartender at a DC Thai restaurant called Maketo to design a riff on a classic Manhattan using coconut oil washed Carpano Antica Vermouth. This was wildly effective, especially when accented by our orange bitters and people went bananas over it. One quick note here is that washing a vermouth rather than a spirit might require a bit more subtlety. And I'd certainly recommend trying to add that coconut oil to the vermouth at around 78 degrees, shaking well and refrigerating immediately. This will help retain the original character of the vermouth and prevent it from oxidizing or cooking too much when it comes in contact with the fat. Next up, I need to mention the peanut butter and jelly cocktail in Liquid Intelligence. This admittedly isn't my thing. I think it sounds a bit over the top, but maybe if you get a really great peanut butter and a really lovely jelly, it could certainly work. The ingredients are peanut butter, jelly, vodka, a pinch of salt, and a half ounce of lime juice. But because I've been pirating so significantly from Dave's book this episode, I'm gonna leave the procedure a secret to encourage you to pick up a copy of his James Beard Foundation award-winning book, Liquid Intelligence. For olive oil, martinis work really well. And based on what I've been seeing recently, a lot of DC area bars and restaurants are kind of hopping onto this trend. You're almost definitely gonna to wanna to use a clear spirit, gin or vodka here. So in your end product, the martini itself, the decisions that are really going to make the cocktail shine are which vermouth and bitters you choose and how you garnish the drink. If you're really mindful about those decisions, you'll hopefully have a subtle drink that really honors the olive oil. Finally, I really wanted to give you a professional example of a butter-washed cocktail because I consider those use cases to be the most challenging to develop out of the ones that we listed in this episode. Priscilla Young of Travel Kitchen and Bar came up with the corn, bread, and butter cocktail, which contains butter-washed white whiskey, cranberry, and orange marmalade. What I like about this cocktail is that it doesn't cop out by infusing the butter with some spice. It locates a spirit that could use some enriching, right, white whiskey, then finds a complementary flavor duo in cranberry and orange to create just this beautiful fall cocktail. I hope this Bar Cart Foundations episode on fat washing has you excited to try your own hand at this fun and relatively simple home bar experiment. But of course, if you have any questions, feel free to hit up the show notes page over at modernbarcart.com forward slash podcast. Drop us a line by emailing podcast at modernbarcart.com and definitely tag us on Instagram at modernbarcart when you post pictures of your stunning fat washed cocktail creations. That's it for me. So until next time, I'm Modern Bar Cart CEO, Eric Koslick, and I wish you happy fat washing. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, there's two big things you can do for us here at Modern Bar Cart. One would be to tell your friends and family if you think they'd enjoy listening to us talk about cocktails. 
And if they don't download podcasts, they can always stream our episodes on their desktop directly from the show notes page at modernbarcart.com. The other thing you can do to help would be to head on over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars are great, but we're more interested in your feedback. And the beauty is, the more reviews we have, the easier it will be for other folks out there to learn about our show. We're trying to start a cocktail revolution here, and by spreading the word, you're helping us fight the good fight. You can always reach us by emailing podcast at modernbarcart.com if you're looking for cocktail or bartending advice, or if you're a pro who would like to pull up a mic and be interviewed for all to hear. Also, definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Bar Cart for cocktail porn, recipes, and entertaining tips. And keep an eye out for new product releases and special offers, which are happening all the time. We love our listeners, and we really enjoy giving you exclusive discounts and sneak peeks at our latest and greatest cocktail projects. This episode may be over, but for you, the mixological fun and adventures are just beginning. So remember, folks, drink responsibly and experiment boldly. This episode was made possible with editing and production assistance by Samantha Reed, a book by Dave Arnold, one pound of thick cut bacon, a bottle of cheap bourbon, and a little bit of cocktail magic by yours truly. This has been a Modern Bar Cart production, copyright 2018.